0: Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm Christy Graham, and today we truly are inviting you in to something that's happening all around the world. I have one of our international country directors with us, Paul McKnight. He's been serving in the country of Myanmar since 2015, and Paul's wife, Allison, also works for Samaritan's Purse. She's a program manager for the Anti-Trafficking Project. So thank you so much, Paul, for joining us and showing us what's happening in the country. We appreciate it. Would you mind um, sharing how you got involved in Samaritan's Purse and uh, specifically the country of Myanmar?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I was working in the tsunami area in Thailand uh, back in 2007, 2008, and I made a trip to Cambodia. And that's where I bumped into some Samaritan's Purse staff. They told me all about the work and what they were doing there, and yeah, it really hit home. Actually, that day, I, I was on a 12-hour bus journey wow. and just praying, um, God, I feel like it's time to leave my work in the tsunami area in mm. South Thailand, mm. and but I don't know what's next. Mm. And then that night when I stayed with some SP staff, uh, that's when I heard all about the work, and I just felt at that moment, yeah, this is the right next step to make. Um, so I applied and started in 2009. In Cambodia, okay, and then I was in Vietnam, and then moved to Myanmar, 2015. So yeah, so it's been 10 years with SP this okay. year.
0: Okay, great. And so you were already in that, you were used to that area. Yeah, yeah. I grew up familiar. in Southeast Asia. Okay. I grew up
1: in Thailand and India as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's good to be in that region.
0: Okay. Now, how about your wife, Allison? Where did she come into the picture?
1: Yeah, so she's from Canada, and okay. she started working for another organization in rural Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a counter-trafficking organization, so mm-hmm. she was reaching out to youth in schools there uh, who crossed the border to find work, and so mm-hmm. that's why I met her, Wow! and that was back in 2011, so we've been married five years this year, and she she started working for Samaritans Purse in Vietnam, where she kicked off the counter trafficking work there. And then they asked us, two thousand fifteen, if we'd consider moving to Myanmar. And Myanmar has been a place that I've been praying about since I was younger. Um, being in Thailand, of course, mm-hmm. neighbouring country, heard uh, heard all about the the challenges there. And so from a young age, mm-hmm. I've been praying for Myanmar. Um, on a weekly basis. And doors closed at different times, so I wasn't able to work there. But yeah, when I was approached by SP, uh, we were both approached, and it's just the right timing for us.
0: Wow, that's beautiful how you were led and already prepared to serve in this part of the world. Um, Can you tell us a little bit, Myanmar is one of our newer offices, but we have several um, operational bases throughout. Can you tell us what's happening in the country?
1: Yeah, so um, it's a very diverse, complex country. There's officially 135 ethnic groups that are recognized in the country and over 100 languages spoken. Um, it's been under military rule for over 60 years and now it's a democratically elected government there. Um, so it's a country in transition, in change. Um, but with that, there's multiple conflicts going on around the country. Um, there's also issues related to poverty, um, other socio-economic challenges there. But it's also a country that is heavily impacted by natural disasters. So it's on, a, it's on an earthquake uh, zone as well as impacted mm-hmm. by cyclones and flooding and also drought in the dry zone. So we have both floods and drought <laughs> as well. Um, so a lot, a lot to learn for me being in that country.
0: And your wife, as we said, she also works for Samaritan's Purse. What is that like to serve together?
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't always work for some couples, but we love it. Um, It's been awesome being able to serve together. I think being able to share that same vision Mm -hmm. um, that we've had on our hearts to work cross-culturally, to uh, work to serve people's needs, to reach Mm -hmm. out to them, and to be able to do that together, have Mm -hmm. that Single vision is great as well. Um, We're very different to each other, so Mm. I think it's good uh, to complement each other Mm -hmm. in our skills. And yeah, she's awesome. So I just really respect the work that she does and admire how she's been able to really spearhead and launch the work in counter trafficking um, there as well. So it's good fun. We can Mm -hmm. share the share the laughs as well as the tears. It's not always easy. Um, And I think for the two of us, or for any couples working together, you have to be careful not to let work become Mm -hmm. everything right Mm -hmm. so to have fun as well together to enjoy relationships with staff and to be able to understand each other and what we're going through as well it's such a support uh, working cross-culturally having each other
0: can you tell us a little bit about what she does with the anti-trafficking program
1: yeah, so there's two main aspects to the program, um, prevention, mm-hmm. but it's not just raising awareness about trafficking, it's, it's building skills in people to identify trafficking, um, To if they choose to migrate, to migrate safely. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of domestic migration for work within the country, but also cross-border uh, to neighboring countries. And then the other aspect, so there's prevention, there's also the return and reintegration. Mm. So working with trafficking survivors who are returning to their communities as well. Um, so we have a, a flexible package because mm. each person's situation is very different, very unique. Um, so with that flexible package, we can provide medical help for them, uh, livelihood, psychosocial support, um, and other referrals as well for the trafficking survivors. Um, sometimes though, when people think of trafficking, they might only think of the sex trafficking mm-hmm. side. But there's a high percentage, actually, the greatest proportion of trafficking in our region is labor. Mm. Uh, so it, it affects men, women and children who are migrating for work. Um, so labor migration is huge. Uh, as I mentioned, sex trafficking, but also um, Marriage trafficking to China because of China's one-child policy for a number of years. Uh, there's a lot of bride trafficking mm. into China as well, and people don't always know mm. that that's the reason. They, I mean, they're going for work often. These women, mm-hmm. uh, they don't always know that they'll be sold mm. as a bride.
0: Wow. Can you share? Um, do you have a success story or something that you can share? Yeah, from, this field. from that mm-hmm.
1: that uh, project. Yeah, actually, it's hard to pin it down, <laughs> right? Because there's so many awesome things mm-hmm. that that we hear about on a day-to-day basis. Um, I mean, just very quickly one story uh we started a radio drama um so everybody loves a good soap opera mm-hmm. uh, so we have a it's edutainment we call it so it's education through entertainment um so we have a radio drama uh, several um episodes in a series that we are now ready uh putting out on the national radio and there was a blind woman in the north of the country who was listening to the soap opera on a a weekly basis, learning about trafficking, learning about uh, through the entertainment, learning about the issues surrounding uh, trafficking. And she realized oh, I know of a case of 23 people trafficked, uh, labor trafficked into China as well. So she called us and it's just a way for us to make those connections uh, from those referrals as well. Another quick story, we actually in Yangon, so some of our urban work as well, we were able to train some taxi drivers uh, that we know through a connection. So mm-hmm. we train them about issues of trafficking. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, one of the taxi drivers was driving and heard, I mean, they hear everything, right? In the back mm-hmm. of the taxi or cab, as you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so heard the story, these women were just talking about this issue about some girls and um, And he realized, actually, this, from what I've learned about trafficking, this is a trafficking situation. Hmm. And so turned to them, connected with them, connected them with us. And as a result of that, it wasn't only us, but through um, a number of steps, we were able to see uh, a couple of girls released from a brothel. Um, They were underage. Uh, They were child -hmm. uh, child, um, victims, uh, survivors. Um, So that's just awesome to see that, you know, from that education, Mm -hmm. that training Mm -hmm. of that taxi driver, it then led to um, these girls now being free of, of that situation that they were in.
0: Wow, so you're working with a broad... Community,
1: yeah, yeah, with with community leaders, taxi drivers, yeah. um, through the radio tra- program, through anybody who tunes in and listens. Yeah. But also, we work into conflict areas through a partner. Um, so there are internally displaced people camps um, yeah. in Myanmar from the conflict. So we work into the camps as well. Uh, Because they're very vulnerable and they're looking, I mean, it's forced migration, it's forced displacement. Uh, So they're looking for job opportunities because they've been displaced from from their villages, from their communities. So we go into the camps uh, with our partner organization to be able to provide awareness training, but skills building in how to identify trafficking and prevent as well some of those risky situations or just have a greater awareness of those risky situations.
0: You talked about earlier all the natural disasters that hit this particular place. Yeah. Um, you encounter a lot of people, um, victims of flooding. Um, how how do you encourage and motivate your team? Yeah, There's so much um, diverse.
1: Yeah, definitely. Coming um, up. A good question. I'm not naturally a comedian, um, but <laughs> I think for for people in my position as well, um, we had this saying: forced fun that you can't in your position, force people to have fun, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's more about creating space. Uh, creating space for staff to unwind, to share stories with each other, and to have fun. Um, so an example of that is one of our staff, um, our IFS staff, loves Zumba. And so after work, she mm. just puts it out there. If any staff want to come and join, uh, doing some Zumba for half an hour after work uh, once a week, they can come and do that. So that's just a time to have fun together. Mm-hmm. So I think in our roles, creating space, creating those avenues for people to unwind. Um, as well through uh, devotions, our chance to share encouragement and pray for each other as well, uh, to ask for God's help and to sustain us in what we do. Um, So there's just a couple of examples. There's Mm -hmm. other things we Mm -hmm. do as well, like having meals together to encourage each other. Um, It's it's very relational uh, in the country. So I... I don't ask people questions for the sake of asking questions, but to be in relationship, you know, mm-hmm. how's your family? It's not just the work we're doing, but to get to know each other as a community and to ask those questions of each other, check in, how are you doing?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we talked about the, the flooding. Um, we talked about disasters. How has Samiran's Purse responded, and how have you been involved in these disaster situations specifically?
1: Yeah, so um, the office... Originally opened uh, 2008 after Cyclone Nargis, just for a couple of years, and then we reopened 2014-15. That was one of the main reasons that we first went, Alison and I, to to Myanmar to respond to the flooding there. Um, So that was working with partners to reach some pretty uh, pretty difficult zones, uh, areas of the country. So providing food, um, shelter, just to meet their needs at that time but also in the long run or in the intermediate time providing rice seed or different seeds as well from, because their crops were destroyed often by the flooding. So it's to try to get them back on their feet. Uh, so we work through various partners to gain access to those areas uh, to reach the communities.
0: And it sounds like you've been a part of many natural disasters throughout your career. Um, can you share any scripture verses or um, ways that you've leaned on the, the word to encourage you?
1: Yeah. um, So something I shared with uh, this time last year uh, with a group here was from Proverbs 3 5 and 6 that to trust in the Lord with all your heart and not to lean on your own understanding, but in everything, in all your ways, acknowledge Mm -hmm. Him and He'll direct your steps or make your path straight. Um, So that's one verse that I go back to, you know, just constantly come back and trust. Um, There's so many things out of our control in our lives, Mm -hmm. um, but to seek God despite the chaos around us to come back and trust, to lean on Him, and, and our sharing with the group, not just acknowledging like, hey, you're, you're here with us, but really to know you, God, for Him, and for us to dwell together. Um, it talks so many places in the Bible about God wanting to dwell with us, mm-hmm. to be with us in relationship. So yeah, it's acknowledging by knowing Him,
0: in closing, we like to pre- have a prayer request and allow our audience to partner um, with you. And, and that's why we really appreciate you taking the time because we don't know what it's like there. Mm-hmm. I've been to Thailand. I've never right. been to Myanmar. So I don't know the country. I don't know the people. Can you give us um, some prayer requests to specifically partner with you? And maybe even share mm-hmm. a little bit about your team. Are you mm-hmm. spread out within yes, the country?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, so we're in multiple locations through the country. So, yeah, actually, a main prayer request is for the team. Um, for strength, for encouragement. As you mentioned, things can be chaotic, and we get weary as Mm -hmm. well. So I think strength to keep standing, keep being able to serve, coming back to God, relying on Him, um, that He'll be our source so that we can show people God's love through the work that we do.
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, We appreciate you sharing. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to share with the audience on behalf of your team or in your country?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I would say it's not a country that's often on people's mm-hmm. radars. But um, jump online and read up about it. Uh, it's a fascinating place. It's a country where people are just so loving. Actually, something I didn't know before I went there. There's a global generosity index which I didn't even know about, but mm-hmm. it ranked number one for many years. Um, so just that there are a country, there are people who who are so generous, who are giving to others. So it's not that uh, things weren't happening before SP, that God has been working before we were there. Um, But there are loving people, very warm and and gentle and welcoming. So yeah, I'd encourage people to read up more about Myanmar.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us audience, please, please pray. Let's um, partner with Paul. And now that you know a little bit more specifically what's happening and pray for he and his wife, Allison, for encouragement and strength and for their team. They continue to shepherd. And we appreciate you being here and pray that you are truly refreshed and encouraged and renewed as thank you're you. here in Boone and get to um, gather with other um, country directors. So as you go back, we pray that you will be strengthened. So Great. thank you for joining us. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thanks for your time.